And thank you so much for tuning in to this premiere episode of TRO Signal. My name is Richard Earls. I'm the publisher of Travel Research Online. And TRO Signal is one of a series of podcasts that we're going to be launching under the Trav Market Media brand. Today, we're going to discuss what it's like to be a travel professional in the time of COVID 19. And we're going to call this episode COVID Confessionals because I'm going to ask my guest to give me some honest and very candid revelations about how they're coping with the situation at hand. Now, naturally, we could spend a lot of time discussing the lack of business, the endless endless cancellations, uh, rebookings, uh, Zoom meetings, waiting on client refunds, but we're going to try to sort of give a little bit of a short shrift to that type of occurrence in our lives and really talk about some of the more positive things that we can pull out of this experience. Because honestly, what choice do we have? You know, it, it's just, it's too easy to get mired down in things that aren't really productive. And I think there's something positive at the end of the day that we can pull out of this. So let's see if, if we can figure out what that is. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that I've hit it out of the park with this premiere episode with the guests that I have here today. Uh, I'm going to do some brief introductions. I'll ask them to jump in and, and, and say hello to you as well. But uh, you're going to find information about every one of my guests in the today's show notes. So please take a look at those. And I'm, I am so ecstatically happy that we have this group of people with us. Chuck Flagg joins us today. And Chuck is a former radio producer. You, you'll hear that in his voice, I think. And a stand-up comedian. And, and those of you who have encountered Chuck for any length of time, either at a trade show or perhaps on the internet, that won't come as any surprise to you. He's been in travel for the last 12 years. Uh, he's husband to uh, one wife and one, um, which is a good thing, and uh, father to one daughter. Chuck, you got anything real quick you want to say to the folks? I just want to say hello and thank you for having me. Well, thank you for being here, bud. Uh, I've known I've known Chuck for years and years. One of the first people I, I actually met after forming TRO, Miss Sharon Little. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just want to say this real quick on a side note. If you ever have the opportunity and you're at a bar with Sharon some evening, do yourself a favor and shove a microphone into her hand. Sharon, you just absolutely blew me away in Vegas one night hearing you sing at a, at a trade show, at, at a bar, actually sitting on the piano. So, um, Sharon, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Richard. It's my pleasure to be here. And uh, along with my other peer guests, uh, hopefully we'll make this show fun and entertaining for everybody. And I love that accent, by the way. How many times do you get told that? Every day? Yeah, every day. Like, I go to the same grocery store, and every single day they <laughs> ask me, are you on vacation? I'm like, lady, I'm in here every day buying milk and eggs. I'm you not know, on vacation. Actually, <laughs> what, what I'm going to do, too, is I'm going to tell people to go to your Facebook page and, and watch the video on square sausages. Oh, gosh, yeah. From Scotland. <laughs> Yeah, square sausage from, you know, us Scots, we just have a canny way with words and we don't, we don't mess about. We just get straight to the point. 
<laughs> but yeah, that's a funny video. She's actually a professional Scottish comedian, that lady. And wow. I just find her hilarious. Even now, the Scottish accent makes me laugh because everybody tells me I, I'm so American now. Oh, really? uh, <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, God, my mum and dad, they're both like, I mean, my dad lives here, but my mum's back in Scotland and she'll tell me off and say, what's with that American accent? <laughs> I'm like, what? Yeah, it's funny. Miss Linda, how are you? I'm fine, thanks. How are you? Good, good. Now, Linda and I don't know each other really well. We've shared drinks at trade shows and such, but uh, I instinctively think that somehow or another, you and I are psychically connected. I'm just, I, I know I'm it. just it's saying, yes. we, if you looked under the hood, some of the same organs would be there. I'm just, mm -hmm. I'm absolutely confident of that. So that's a conversation that you and I have to have sometime because I'm, I'm confident that that's the case. I agree. Um, it's a little... Uh, it's a little mystical, I believe. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna crawl right on a limb and say that it's 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 uh it's always fun to read things you're gonna say because I, I think I think I know them before you say them. So um, good good to have you here. Thank you, Brian Raymond. Now Brian and I have actually never met face to face. In fact, I believe this is the first time we've seen each other face to face. Brian, I also didn't know that you and I shared the fact we're both attorneys. Yeah, yeah, that's sad. That was a that was a really <laughs> dismal part of my life. But you redeemed you redeemed yourself by opening a bar in Spain. Yep, it was a dream. It's a dream that my husband and I both had. Uh, we built a bar on the Mediterranean. It was a great time until the two thousand eight uh, financial crisis hit Spain. Well, that um, that's that. I think that's everyone's dream, whether it's in Spain or somewhere in the Caribbean. Owning a bar, it, it, come on, it's not as cool as it sounds, is it? It's a lot of hard work, but it was a lot of fun. We yeah. lost a huge amount of money, but we wouldn't <laughs> give up that experience. It was a great time. All right, and travel, Tom. What can I say? You started out on Wall Street. Tell us about moving from Wall Street into travel. Oh, wow. It's been an interesting ride for sure. Straight out of college, I, I started in Wall Street uh, at Standard & Poor's and uh, managed the, the muni desk and the fixed income desk. And my last gig, I was vice president of JP Morgan. I managed a, a division for the country for fixed income as well. And it was an amazing ride. I loved what I did in my day job, but I started in the travel industry about 17 years ago, part-time, and finally realized that that's my true calling. And I get my two weeks notice and never look back. Wow. Well, just, and I, I have to ask this because of circumstances, but do you have any stock tips? <laughs> Good year. <laughs> Good year. That's funny, Linda. Yeah, no, seriously, no. A lot of people invest a lot of stock and a lot of travel in the beginning of COVID, and some of them have worked out, some of them have not, but uh, I was not a trader by any stretch of the imagination. I was, I was a, a product guy, a, a new product. What's new, next? introduction and invention is what, what I really focus on. I'm going to guess, and it's only a guess, that I've lost more money in the stock market than Brian lost in his bar. Totally a guess. So, you know, I, I so appreciate you guys being here. I, I really owe you big time. And just so you and the listeners know, what we're going to do today is not prognostication. We're not going to try to speculate on what travel, when travel is going to be back online or what it's going to look like. I just don't think that's within our, our, Linda might be able to do that, but I don't think 
for the majority of us, we can we can see that far into the future. Uh, instead, what I'd like to do is is dig into some of your dirty laundry for the next half hour or so. So let, let me ask first, just, um, you know, how is everybody doing? How are you hanging in there? I, I'm going to confess first, uh, I am a high-functioning introvert. Uh, and so being locked away in my house day in, day out, that's not been a big change for me at all. Uh, but on the other hand, I'm, I'm unkempt. I need a shower. Uh, I'm about 10 pounds heavier than I was when uh, when this whole thing started. Uh, my powers of concentration are for crap. My coffee addiction has worsened. I'm drinking more than I drank pre-COVID, but not a lot because I was drinking a lot pre-COVID. So I'm sure that the rest of you are so much more disciplined and in better shape than I am. So, Linda, I'm going to throw that over to you. What? How are you doing? All right. I'm doing great. And uh, I'll tell you that I joined Weight Watchers in January. Super excited, gung-ho, and went to what, you know, a few meetings, and then COVID hit, and I was like, yay! No more, <laughs> meetings, no more meetings! Sky's the limit! So, yeah, clearly I wasn't all that motivated. But actually, my friends and I, we kind of joke because we all have our COVID uniform. And mine is this red shirt. It's like Chinese print. It's big. It's got holes in it from overwashing and overwearing. But like on any given day, if I come to the door or something or you see me, by golly, I'd be in that uniform. (laughs) (laughs) But that's not what you're wearing right now. No, no, I'm wearing my, I wear my TV look because I, because you said, you know, maybe this will be radio, maybe this won't be. So it's like, well, you know, black is so slimming. Although as one person did tell me, I don't know why you always wear black, Linda. It's like, because it's slimming. He's like, you know, you're just uh, like a big thing wrapped in black. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, there you go. That's how I'm doing. What, what, well, Chuck, give me give me a little bit about how you're you're coping and and how you're doing with with all your disciplines. So I am an introverted extrovert. I can be on stage or be in front of a lot of people, but then I'm just as happy sitting at home doing nothing. I get I get tired of peopling really quick. So yeah. this, in one way, it's been really easy, but I've also found myself. If you've got a podcast that's also got a video component, I'm watching videos of your podcast because I miss the human connection. Yeah. And I can keep it at a distance. So I don't have to be around <laughs> you, but I can get that human connection without being with you. Absolutely. No, I totally get the, the I, I mean, I don't mind being at a, at a trade show where I have to talk on stage. But it exhausts me. Five minutes after I'm done, I've got to go lay down. I've got to get away from everybody because I, I, I expend every ounce of battery I've got on stage. So, um, yeah. And in fact, you guys are exhausting me already. I'm, I'm going to lay down right after this. You need a nap. <laughs> okay. So, so I've got to ask you this. Who, who has animals at home? Judy and I are here with three cats and two dogs. The, um, one of the cats is real judgmental, but I'm getting to know the rest of the animals really, really well. How are your pets dealing with having you home all the time? Uh, Chuck? So my dog is used to having me at home, but now I've got my wife who can't travel for work and is working from the dining room table. Plus my daughter who's doing school, he doesn't know what to think. 
He doesn't know which person to go lay down with. Um, all he knows is, is somebody is going to let him out when he wants to go out. And um, it's funny, I was walking with him a, a lot, and then I ended up hurting my knee, and my wife has taken up walking, and sh- he walks too slow for her. So he's just a lazy dog and, and is loving it. <laughs> We've had to, we've had to put him on Weight Watchers. He's he you know he's only got four points to left today. <laughs> I love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know you know I I really kid about my animals, but they they help me make it through every day. I I, I depend on their company. I truly do. Uh, Judy walk works out of the house, uh, so I'm well. I start to say I'm stuck here with them. They're stuck here with me all day. And boy, I love being, I, they, they are a saving grace. There's no doubt about it. Here, so, I, here's something I'm really curious about. The people who wish to ha- spend more time with their loved ones, have they gotten to the point where they're tired of that togetherness yet? Because that's, that's us. Absolutely. We, we, we have to spend time apart. Not us. I'm, I'm the opposite of years. that. We've been together 30 years and it's still fun. Oh, how romantic. Yeah, I'm the complete opposite of that. Um, I recently divorced and had basically decided, you know, I've had a good life. And if I end up being single for the rest of my days, I'm okay with that. But then last year I met someone and can't get enough of each other. So we're like just uh, 18 months into our relationship. So I'm still in the honeymoon phase. And uh, yeah, this quarantine has really helped my honeymoon phase. We've actually actually spent a lot of time together. um, So much so that we moved in together. Well, uh, anyone else want to talk about their love life during the time of COVID? Well, my sweetheart and I live in opposite states. He lives in Nevada and Las Vegas, and I live here. So we went four months without seeing each other. But so love life. I just said that, and I thought you were going to say that. Yeah, that's kind of horrible. But when we do get together now, it's great. But, yeah, it's it's like it's challenging. It's it's hard to keep a relationship going long distance when you don't see each other. I mean, it's just the phone or whatever. It's hard to to keep a relationship going, you know, when, when you're in the same house. I agree. I mean, honestly, I have to tell you this. I have to say, of all the times in my life to do this COVID thing, this is the best because I live alone. And and, and I, I, yeah, I think that's been my saving grace is living alone. Quite frankly. Well, I'm, I'm definitely glad I'm not on my own. I'm, <laughs> I'm not good by myself. Um, I'm very needy. Like I can't cook and I, I don't like to work out. David got me going to this new gym. So we moved closer to the beach and, um, you know, everybody at the beach looks fabulous. They're always <laughs> beach body ready. So I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm willing to give it a go. So I joined this gym with him, Orange Theory Fitness. Oh, hell no. Um, it's supposed to be like a three-month minimum subscription, three visits, and I'm, I was done. I was so glad when they brought the masks back on again. Like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's that's my cue right there to bow out. I mean, I, you imagine, like, I'm not very fit anyway, and then I have to do 45 minutes solid uh, with a mask on. Are you kidding me? Like, you've got to be joking. You better be bringing in the oxygen tag behind me because I was dying after five minutes. I totally get it. 
Yeah, I can't stick to a routine. I cannot stick to a workout <laughs> routine to save my life. I try. I, I really do. I, I can't do it. We did have to cut cut down on um, so we don't we try not to drink alcohol Monday through Thursday now because literally we were on it every night. We're we're making new cocktails. We're trying new drinks. I found a fabulous new um, whiskey. I don't even drink. I'm from the the land of whiskey, and I never touch whiskey. I fa- we found this bottle called Screwball Peanut Butter Whiskey. <laughs> Oh, oh my god, it's the best thing. It's the best thing since sliced bread. I it's like love peanut that butter sandwiches, but in a whiskey glass. Oh, it was fab. It's Highly recommend. Peanut butter whiskey. Peanut butter whiskey, yeah. I'm not sold yet. Yeah. Oh, no, it's okay. <laughs> You know, I'll, you I'll say- give you your money back if you don't like it. <laughs> there you go. I'll give you a guarantee. You'll love it. I I hate the smell of whiskey. It's but so this good. was it was so smooth to drink. Really good. When you say yeah. everybody when you say everybody looks good at the beach, you haven't been to hedonism, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I actually haven't been to hedonism now. Because then you'd feel much better about yourself. I'm just saying. Well, talk it. Let, let's I'm hoping that some of you have traveled somewhere since this whole thing began. So who's been out of town? Who who Where'd you go? What'd you do? What was what's the what was the motivation and and protocol and operation for traveling for you? Who who would just one of you grab it and run with it? Uh, I'll start. I'll go ahead and start. I mean, uh, we we decided after being in quarantine for gosh forever, as all of us have. I need to get out of here. So I told my wife I'm going to go. A bunch of colleagues in the travel industry also said we're going to go and check out some resorts. So I, I, I booked a one-way ticket down. It was ridiculous, 120 bucks for a one-way ticket from D.C. going on to Cancun. And I said, I'm going to go. My wife wouldn't let me leave until I actually booked the return ticket because she knows me very, very well. <laughs> so I did end up booking a return ticket except for 17 days later. And then once I got down there, I saw everything. It was amazing. I uh, booked the tickets for my family to come down, and we ended up staying. But we ended up staying at six different resorts during the 17 days. We ended up seeing a half a dozen more resorts. I was pleasantly surprised. I flew American Airlines going down there. It's pretty much everything you've heard about American. I mean, I'm an American guy. It's, you know, no social distancing on the planes. Every seat was was completely full. I was in first, fortunately, and the seat next to me was empty, and I thought it was going to be for the flight when I booked online. But they, they filled those seats, too, for sure. I booked my, my wife and kids on Southwest, and they did all the right things. Every middle seat empty. I was very, very impressed with the protocols. I flew back on Southwest with them, and they did an amazing job. How full? How full were the hotels? The hotels, by government law, according to Mexican government, is now maximum occupancy of 30%. Um, I will say that out of the six resorts, one of them might have been a little higher than 30%, just saying. Uh, But the other ones definitely were within the 30% scope. And that's actually provided a really good client experience because – the chairs are spread apart by the beach and by the pool. So no one's playing the chair game anymore. You know, you can get down there and you can be rest assured. There's going to be a chair and it's going to be spread apart. Nice. You know, the whole restaurant reservation thing, not really a big concern because all the restaurants now have availability and all the tables are spread apart. So I think the service levels overall have been really, really high as well. Who I think the ratio of, of um, service providers, like the waiters, the wait staff, and the resort staff, is something like two to one right now. 
some resorts, yep. it's three to one. So the quality level of the service and what I experienced, so I was in um, Cancun and also in Playa del Carmen. I was invited down with Playa for the VIP event. They were, they wanted to show, you know, their new safety protocols and how they're coping with the sanitization process and everything. I was super impressed. I was so impressed by the resorts that I stayed at Hyatt Ziva um, Cancun and also I went to Hilton Playa del Carmen and it to me in the beginning I felt like it was over the top like you know body temperature scanned as you come through the airport your luggage is sanitized before the transfer guy picks it up your hands are sanitized 50 million times a day your shoes are sanitized before you walk into any um, you know venue but in the rooms like everything was individually packaged and sealed. So like your shampoos, your remote control for the TV, everything was so sanitized. I, how ironic is this statement? I felt much safer in Mexico than I did in the U.S. for sure. Wow. Yeah. yeah and some of, the te- some of the technologists to add to that, and I know Chuck has a couple of comments here to add as well, but the technology has changed too. So for some of the resorts, you know, they bought they bought online online apps, and so now you can see all the menus online. You can make the restaurant reservations online. You can order room service from your phone. So, I'm hoping these technological changes also continue even after post COVID, because I think these will help guests experience tremendously. Yeah, I, I agree with uh, some of the changes that they have made within these resorts are changes for the good and should remain permanently. Um, definitely, some of the protocols for the buffets. And things like that. When when I I never really thought about it before now, but when I was there and experiencing this new level of sanitization, even the towels that you put on, you know, down by the beach, you go and get. Even they were wrapped in a cleanly wrapper, and they were unwrapped every day. You know, you pick one up, you unwrap it yourself. It was just crazy, but it got me thinking about, you know, why have I never really thought of. 500 people going through the buffet in a morning to get their breakfast and we're all handling the same ladles. Mm-hmm. Forget COVID, just any kind of, you know, infection or illness that they're carrying. Why have I never thought of this before? But yeah, it definitely opened my eyes to a lot of things. And I do think some of these changes should remain permanent for sure. Now Chuck, have you, have you traveled? So I flew on Delta out of Atlanta down to the Dominican Republic two days after the Hyatt Ziva Zalara Capcana opened up. And Delta is is doing 50% in first class and only 60% in main cabin. Uh, We flew first class, and I don't think that they were filled to 30% in the back um, because they just opened up and they are allowing people. Um, that resort was only booked to about 12% the, the wow. three days that we were there. Um, I'm someone who likes to go not necessarily on a fam where I'm going to six or seven resorts in a day. I like to go and stay at a resort just like my client does and experience everything the resort has to, has to offer. I got to spend an hour with the general manager of both the adult Zalara and Ziva and He really talked about there's only seven resorts open in the Dominican Republic right now. So they're getting the best of the best employees because they know if they get fired, they can't get a job somewhere else. And psychologically, I did it because I needed to get away somewhere. I got tired of staring at these same 
four walls that I stare at. And the benefit of that was people saw where I went and I now have clients who are at that resort as we're talking right now. And just that small little bit of commission that I'm going to get paid this year was such a emotional boost that it's not the biggest sale I've ever got. I think I make, you know, whatever I'm going to make, it was just something instead of money going out of my pocket, it was actually coming in. And that was just, that was worth every penny. That's that great. would certainly be a new experience. Yes. Just that last little bit. Um, uh, Linda, you traveled relatively locally, correct? Yeah. So I live in McMinnville, Oregon, which is the heart of the Oregon wine country, Pinot Noir country. But I, I drove over about an hour to the beach and stayed at Salishan Resort, which is like, you know, a, a premier resort on the Oregon coast, golf and spa, fitness, all that. They have a big outdoor aerial course and all that they've undergone some very strict protocols and it was kind of the same kind of thing with the towels everything's wrapped they do they do a they only got 50 percent capacity and then they also uh don't let anybody come in your room they sanitize and then they wait 24 hours before they book it to another guest so it has a chance to do all that you know uv wave and all that but it i was very impressed with the way that they did it with them you know everybody's mask in public and and the same kind of thing, individual servings and things, but it was really psychologically just fabulous to get away and go to the coast and, you know, just relax for a few days. I even had a massage and the way, the way that they're doing it is they're not doing facials and they're not doing the pool or the sauna or the steam room, but they're doing like one-on-one massages and, you know, the, the therapist wears a mask and you wear, you don't wear a mask when you're face down, but when you face up, then they put the mask on you. So I felt really safe. I, I loved it. It was, it was wonderful. That's so funny that you live in um, Oregon, Linda. So believe it or not, I've, I've lived here in the U S for 11 years and I'm in Southern California. I've never been to Yosemite or the Redwoods. So my boyfriend booked this trip for us after I came back from Mexico camping. Oh my heavens. Wow. So, um, so we go to the Redwoods, right, which is um, a decent 10-hour drive from us. Yeah. So we go to the Redwoods. Um, it's very rustic. There's literally, you're in a forest. But I had no idea that the Redwoods are right on the Pacific coast. I mean, we're talking about confessions here. Where's Where was my geography? I've never looked at national parks other than the Grand Canyon or, you know, somewhere like that. I never looked at forests, national parks, nothing. But I have a whole new love affair. We did see a bear, honest yes. to God, I swear to God, 30 feet from us. We went on a trail and we'd seen a sign um, in one of the parking lots that said a bear and her two cubs had been spotted six days before. So I'm looking at them and I'm like, okay. That's just a warning. Like, they just don't want people going off the trail. So we go up on the trail and we get to the waterfall. We're on our way back down and we're no more than 100 feet from the car, right? So we're still on the trail. And we heard this, mm, mm, mm. And wow. like, what the hell's that noise? And so we looked up to where the sound was coming from and, and we just saw brown fuzz and I thought it was an elk. And I'm like, oh, it must be like a deer or an elk. And then this face came up. <laughs> and I swear to God, I, I shit myself. I was like, let's run. <laughs> I did not. Have, I, I still wanted to get my phone out, camera out, take a picture. But I was like, 
uh, the adrenaline was just pumping. I'm like, oh my God, run. So we just started running and I was all through my head. I was thinking if that bear really wants to eat me, I'm not very fit. He's going to outrun me in two seconds. But yeah, we, we, I love that. I love seeing the redwoods. I would never have even thought about doing a camping trip in my life. Um, I love that experience. And then we went to Yosemite and that was amazing as well. Absolutely loved Yosemite. Nearly died on a seven mile hike, mind you, but yeah. Yeah, I guess you guys saw the uh, tourist that was playing chicken with a bison, right? Yes. Happened about yeah. a week ago. Yeah. Literally yeah. ripped her pants off. Lost her jeans. <laughs> so, so Sharon, just a really quick thing for the for future reference: you're never supposed to run from a bear. You're supposed to just stand. Yeah, you're supposed to be loud and, and make yourself so. big. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, he's no. if he wants to eat you, he's gonna he's gonna eat you. Right. But, I always th- you know that was my first time in Oregon. Like, I, I had no idea how close I was, and I, we went for a drive, and I'm like, I can't be five miles from the border and not go in another state that I've never been in. So we did go over. We were not only one mile over the border, and the gas was a dollar twenty cheaper. That just wow. pissed me right off right there and then. <laughs> and they pump it for you in Oregon. You don't have yes, to I gas. believe so. Yeah, it's crazy. <sighs> All right, let, let, let's uh, let me ask because uh, this is a little bit of a of an interesting uh, study for me right now. How much time are you guys spending with social media, Facebook, Instagram, Pornhub? <laughs> <laughs> how, what? How is social media working into? your day-to-day right now. Um, and Sharon, I know you've got a really special project going on that I'd love for you to talk about a little bit. And any of our listeners that don't know about Travel Agent Scott Talent, I'm going to put a, a link to it in the show notes. But uh, sh- why don't we talk a little bit about how social media has been a part of our lives since this began? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I... According to my iPhone, um, my on-screen usage is up approximately 70% week on, you know, March. So I, in the beginning, you know, I was so over reading and watching the news, I had to switch it off. I feel like during the last five, six months, I have become two people. I've become, you know, me and my personal life, which I'm absolutely enjoying and loving this, this period. but in my business life, I am not the same business leader that I was. I have no answers for this. I have no um, focus in my work. So I kind of have retracted on a business level. And on a personal level, I'm making memories. I'm doing lots of positive things. When this first happened in March, within the first week, I was completely in denial, completely had no idea, thinking this will be over by the end of the month. I'm not even going to jump on the bandwagon. This will be done. And then when we went into lockdown, I was like, I don't even know what to say or what to do, nothing. So I kind of retreated and went to social media. I wanted to see what everybody else was doing, what everybody else was doing. And it was doom and gloom every single day and I don't do well with negativity repeatedly so I was going off finding videos of you know um Dr. Pimple Popper and people (laughs) like that I'm now addicted to that channel but um I was looking at for new comedians and just funny stories and videos that made me laugh 
And probably a week into COVID, I thought, you know what? There's a lot of people in our industry who, you know, are great characters, they're very talented, and I'm going to start a group and just see if anybody would be interested to come on and, you know, do a live and make people laugh every day. And it's so, it, it grew arms and legs and just <laughs> such a fast, rapid pace. Um, the concept of it slightly changed, you know, from the, the live. We do have some very talented agents out there for sure and, and industry people who will come on and either play an um, instrument um, or sing or, you know, do a video. But it's turned into the page of escapism. This is where you come to laugh cry with laughter, share your funny things that's inappropriate to put on your personal page or your business page, but you're within your industry peers. And it just, honestly, it's just, it makes my day. It's the first thing I look at in the morning. It's the last thing I look at at night. And for me, I, in the beginning, I just, you know, I thought there'd maybe be 10 or 20 of us that would share, you know, stuff like that. And now we're at two and a half thousand members and a lot of people do contribute. They'll contribute funny, inappropriate jokes and things on this page that they wouldn't put anywhere else. And for me, this is a safe place for them to do that, right? We're within our industry peers. We can be a little bit tongue in cheek and, you know, put it out there. But I, I absolutely love doing this and the messages that I get from other agents as well. I didn't realize it un until maybe a couple of months ago, but lots of people coming on and saying, you know, this page is what saves my day whenever I had a real crappy day, dealing with this, dealing with that, dealing with the next thing. It's all negativity. I come here and I can have a laugh and forget. It's like a complete escape. Well, it's a tremendous effort. And, and I spend an inordinate amount of time there looking at, at some of the contributions. I love the way that you you only so lightly police it to keep politics out, which is a wonderful gift right now. Um, and I just, I absolutely love it. I, it's, it's such a great effort. Thank you so much for doing that. Oh, you're welcome. And it's not only about, like, this is not just politics. Politics I can't stand anyway, right? I'm not that intelligent with American politics, so I'm not even going to try. I don't know anyone who is. <laughs> but not only that, I, I mean, there's suppliers and there's BDMs and there's people like that in here. And, and this is where I wanted them to come, not to be plugging their products or their company or their, you know, it's not for that. There's many other serious business pages for that. This is an escape for you to come and have a laugh and just have a chuckle and nothing else in it. That's what I want to keep it. And I am pretty strict. I'll shut that shit down. Are you post down simple on there? You want to plug your product on there? It's off within usually seconds. Well, what are the what are the projects do any of you have going out there? What anything that you're you're particularly proud of right now that you're working on? I mean, are you reaching out to other agents and and trying to keep people's spirits lifted up? What what else? What else is going out on out there with you, Chuck? You've got a couple of projects underway, right? Well, I when this first started, I actually was reaching out to the local agents that were part of my franchise, and we were meeting every week. And then we started inviting suppliers in because we all thought this is going to be over in two weeks, in a month, in in six weeks. It's all going to start back up again. 
And then we we took the month off and I missed everybody. And we just had a call last week and it was just nice to see everybody's face and kind of go through what I call the Zoom Brady Bunch or the Muppet, the Muppet mm-hmm. Show screen where you just kind of went through everybody's face. And um, but I actually had to take Facebook off my phone because I was spending too much time doom scrolling. I would just go and get sucked into that negative story locally, internationally, uh, nationally. I, I took that off my phone and said, I'm not putting it back on until October. I've got to be on it because <clears throat> I started in this business in 2008 when the housing market crashed. And I know that this will come back. So for my clients, I've kept my monthly newsletter up. I've kept my presence out there just to let them know I'm alive. None of them want to book travel yet because they don't, because I sell mostly cruises. They don't want to be stuck on a cruise. They all want to be traveling, but they don't want to be sitting at a Japanese port for a month, unable to get off a ship, but they're, they're, they're raring to go. So I'm just keeping my name. And as a lot of us know, Mike Marchev, and he says, you got to just tell them that you're alive. You got to remind them. And that's kind of what I've done. But I invested in um, a, a good camera. I've got lights. I've got a microphone. I've got a way to block out sound. Um, I am actually getting ready to start a YouTube channel October 1st. And I've that, and, and I'll get into why I'm doing that a little bit later. All right. Terrific. Terrific. Good deal. How about anyone else? Anybody else have a project going on that, that you want to talk about? You know, for me, I've been in the business now for 10 years, and over the years, I kind of had this list, oh, I want to do this, I want to do that, I want to change this, but I've been too busy. So this has actually been kind of a blessing disguise, and it's given me the opportunity to really go in and reevaluate everything I do, my sales processes, my marketing processes, where I'm going to spend money, just my whole approach to the business I even looked at and did switch host agencies so it is, I'm better aligned with my, with my host and the um, consortium. I'm still only halfway through that whole process. So another couple of months of, of this quarantine is going to work out fine for me, but it's actually been a great opportunity. I'm actually really excited about my future because when this gets behind us, I'm going to be really well prepared. And I hate to say it, but a lot of agents are going to fall away. And those that are ready and prepared are going to have a great opportunity in the future. You know, I'm I'm hoping this. I'm hoping that a lot of agents aren't going to fall away. And I know there's there's going to be some dropout, obviously. But you know, the as long as they're keeping the lights on, as long as their clients know that they're still there, they're, they've still got their website, they're still sending out a newsletter, they're making phone calls every now and then. I think it's possible to maintain top of mind presence. Uh, but you know, you gotta, you, you gotta be active. You gotta be moving around a little bit to attract that kind of attention. Uh, I'm hoping that the low overhead that most of us are able to maintain as travel consultants means that people will just sort of hibernate for a little bit, uh, but leave the lights on folks. I think that's, that's important. Um, but at least, but, but Chuck, at least use the time to do up, upgrade your skills, get some more education, get more training. Use this time so that when it comes back, you're in a better position. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're, you're uh, never going to get a better time than what this, these months right now. This will not happen again in our lifetime. I'm going to predict that right now. 
This will not happen again in our lifetime, right? So take advantage of this time right now. And and we, you know, we just did a conference with um, Romance Travel Forum, Tom and I. And one of the sessions that that I, you know, was taken, I said to my advisors and my peers is like, you know, review, revise and refresh. You will never get a better opportunity to look into your business and start working on the business right now and your processes, your your streamlining, whatever challenges you've had in the last few months or years, fix it because you'll never get the chance like this again. Exactly. Well, that, that's a good lead into the last thing I want to talk about. And sort of on a more serious note, um, what positive can we take out of this right now? Obviously, the opportunity to to remake yourself is certainly there, as as you guys have indicated. I, I know for myself, it's made me so much more aware of things I took for granted. You know, go, going out with friends, eating in restaurants, knowing what day of the week it was. You know, the little things that sort of make life normal have all been disrupted. So, what my, my commitment is to be more grateful. So, what what? positive can we all pull out of this so what i what i see is from an environmental standpoint i think that there's been some good because the earth is kind of cleanses it's cleansing itself it's not having over tourism right now which is a horrible economic to us and to our providers and to the little stores that we would go to in florence but you can see the bottom of the canal in Venice. And, and, and I think Tom and Sharon would agree. One of the thoughts that went through me when we were at that resort is there's all this trash being generated because we're being so clean right now. Cleanliness and sanitization, you think about what it looks like in an emergency room. Everything is prepackaged and you look at it after the patient has moved out, there's all this trash there left. And I think as a whole, I just think the fact that you can see the Himalayas from India, that's, that's, that's a good thing. And I think every once in a while, we're giving, we're giving the earth a, a chance to just refresh itself. And it's, it is hurting all of us. I, I think um, I, I am an advocate for therapy right now. Um, self-care, one of my, one of my um, mantras is put your oxygen mask on first. It's so much that I actually bought an oxygen mask. I didn't nick it from a plane, Sharon. Don't think that I did oh, that. Oh, yeah. I did that. I, I want to see your receipt. But but I think all of us go from day to day sometimes where we feel like we lack purpose. And we need to find that project, whether it's refreshing our business, whether it's firing some clients, whether it is it is clearing out our database, whether it's learning something new. We need to find a purpose going forward to to keep us whole and keep us sane and that's that's something i'm very very strongly about however you do it whether sharon is looking at pornhub or trying to find a new a new um uh meme to send or uh linda's got an amazon order that's still buzzing and she had and i'm all about learning and new experiences chuck (laughs) wherever that resource comes from i don't care absolutely Okay, well, I'll, I'll, I'll say a little bit. For me, this has been definitely 
um, that refresh and renew. Like personally, I think it's given everybody just the time to look inward. Yeah, your suitcase might be gathering dust, but you know you can always journey within. And I mean, as as funny as that might sound, for me this has been like very much a spiritual gift, like a real inward journey of. Not only, you know, why are we here? Who am I? What is this all about? All that kind of stuff. But then also, too, is like reimagining how I want my business to reflect my my own values and how I what I think about travel, which is, number one, a way to connect with other people, with other cultures. It's not just so much about ticking things off a list. It's like, who did you meet? Who did you talk to? What did you learn? How did you, you, you like see the world in another way? And truthfully, how social media has impacted me during all of this is I've made friends all over the world. I mean, seriously, like I would say great friends all over the world from, you know, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn randomly I, I, re, I like reinvigorated my LinkedIn account and I met all kinds of new people so but I, I feel like for for me for my travel business I'm going forward I definitely want to integrate that like spiritual component into my travel business yeah I would definitely say um in the last few months as well like you know I meet many other advisors many peers BDMs um when we go to the trade shows and everything but definitely in the last five or six months I feel like I've got to know them more as humans mm-hmm. rather than just for business and on a business level. And I do always try to do that anyway, but time doesn't always allow when we're at a trade show or, you know, you're at a bar and you get 10 minutes with someone. I've definitely um, feel a greater connection and a stronger connection to who they are as people and what makes them tick. I've talked to many BDMs um, on the phone randomly, never even once mentioned in business. Um, I've talked to other agents, um, more FaceTime, you know, more Zoom stuff. Um, and it's made me it's made me very aware of who they are as human beings rather than the travel advisor or the travel professional, you know. Um, and I do like that. I like to get to know the inner workings of people because I, I feel like we have a stronger connection. And then, you know, I can help them more in any way. If, if I can, I'm going to try. And I definitely think that's a positive thing to come out of this. You know, one of the things I, it's kind of a weird um, good thing that's happened is our clients have learned the value of a travel agency and travel agent more um, with all the cancellations, all the confusion, all the uncertainty. My clients have really turned to me for the information and the expertise. And I think it's reinforced to them, you know, don't do the online, don't do the Costco, don't do that. There's a huge value in travel agents. It's always been there. I think um, what's really helped us though is, you know, the whole media and the whole basic shit show that's been going on with people's um, cancellations or rebookings or refunds. Um, If they were on their own doing it before, they're, they're completely lost. They're still out there trying to find the sides of the pool to grab some air. But I think what it's done is it's highlighted for us in our industry that we do bring value to the table and we are a professional industry. And, you know, why wouldn't you use a travel professional for this side of your life? You, you, you know, I always use that analogy just because you own a pair of scissors in your house doesn't mean to say you can cut your own hair. You know, why, why would you go ahead and do that? So. Hey, we've had to learn that though. <laughs> my yeah. husband cuts my hair now. <laughs> he, he's learned that from YouTube. 
He's had to learn that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah lots of changes from a, a both a personal and professional perspective. I mean, we're all really good adapting, but I think we've all learned in the last six months how to really adapt to what's going on right now. And I think that's been huge from a pr- professional perspective. As Sharon mentioned, we all have great connections with the industry, but learning to lean on some of our professional partners, the BDMs, and now they're learning to lean on us more, right? So they're not just creating things out of the box. They're actually asking us for our opinions. They're asking us, how do we change the needle? How do we move the needle? And I think that's been really critical, having served on a lot of boards over the last six months, just to share with them, hey, these are the things that might really work versus let's create something in a in a vacuum, if you will. From a personal perspective, I can't even tell you the, the, the growth. I mean, it's been amazing spending time at home with the family and the kids. Uh, most of my friends know that I outsource everything. I can't even hang a picture on the wall. But learning how to do a lot of things at home has been really amazing. I used to love cooking before. My wife is an amazing cook, and I picked that up. Um, so that's really good as well. You know, Chuck mentioned the whole thing about the environment, which I think is absolutely amazing. My my daughter did a, a little project when she graduated from elementary school on how the, the world has changed. I mean, for the better, for the positive, and an environmental perspective. And and a lot of the things that Chuck mentioned are absolutely spot on. And I was talking to my kids about what if the entire world going forward just shut down for two weeks every single year? I mean, I think that'd be kind of cool. I mean, you know, if we didn't have a lot of that pollution, if we didn't have all the tourist attractions open, just give the earth a chance to rebound and revive again. Yeah, breathe, right, Linda? Right. So I think... We can. We have a lot of learnings and takeaways. This is not necessarily a negative thing that happened. It's a, a absolutely a positive learning experience for all of us, and I think it's important that we embrace that. Well, I want to talk to something Sharon talked about. I've always believed that you need to connect with people before you need something from them, and I can't tell you the number of BDMs and professionals who I've reached out to just to check how are you doing, and they say, you know, you're the only one I've heard from. We need as an industry to reach out to those people that we will need again and just ask, how are you doing? How's your child? How's your dog? What's it like um, if you live with somebody? What's it like when you're both, you know, in that same small space? You know, I all of us on the call are not in a New York City apartment. Thank goodness that we're not stuck in 400 square feet. So it's important to reach out, I believe, and just ask, Tell me what's going on. Tell me, tell me something about you that's new. How are you doing through all this? Good point. Really, really good point. Well, guys, this is the best hour I have spent in a long, long time. <laughs> you know, thank you so much for indulging me with these questions, for, for being here on this premiere episode. Um, I want everyone to stay safe. I want you to play as hard as you can during this period of time and say a few prayers for all of us. Uh, To my audience, thank you so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe to TRO Signal, preferred podcast directory. And next week, we're going to be talking to a life coach. And we're going to get that life coach talking to a travel consultant. And we're going to see what uh, what kind of hoodoo we can brew up. So thank you so much. I want you to, again, be safe. Keep your family safe. And we'll see you soon. Thanks so much. Take care. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye, everybody.